Awful Movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because there's just no Arctic tundra left to explore. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Why, thank you, sir. I feel welcome. Do you feel welcome? Welcome, I, Noah. I, I we, do we feel don't welcome. welcome I, I, always, I always do. Good. It's a little love fest to start things off. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I mean, I'm okay, I guess. I'm okay, not not great, not bad. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah I, I would, I would, I would ask why, but I feel like I already know, and it'll be answered by this question. Tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? All right, we watched Risen. Yep. It's the story of the Roman cop who gets assigned by Pontius Pilate to investigate the new uh, Christianity tribe after a notable grave robbery, and during his journey to figure out what happened. He finds himself getting uh, a little too close with this weird culture of people and struggles with thoughts of going native. It's kind of like Apocalypse Now with Jesus. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> apocalypse Later. <laughs> biblical Donnie Brasco. And Eli, <laughs> how bad was this movie? I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was I know. Fine. I know. <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking to myself, this it's movie's like out movie. of our league, man. This is good enough for how did this get made? It's super movie-ish. <laughs> These cameras are pointed in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking people could act through the whole thing. But there is a bright side, which is that the only reason that this, this is not a great movie, first of all. And the no, only no. reason that this is a good movie is because they completely ignored the Bible to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is basically the what if Jesus was your dad's stoner cousin version of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, man. Been much more pleasant. Yeah. It's basically an episode of X Files set in ancient Rome with only one of the Mulder and Scully characters. That's 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 basically what this movie is. But like one of these newer X Files, not like one of the old ones where it was still kind of good. So uh, and it, well, but this was our first field trip in a while, first one since War Room that we've actually had to watch in theater. So uh. So tell us, Eli, how was the crowd at your theater? Were you able to get a good seat? So <laughs> I was literally the only human being in my theater for right, my 1045 right. showing of Risen <laughs> in, in the middle of Times Square for nine-tenths of the movie. Nine-tenths of the movie, like ten, le ten minutes left in the movie, this black guy walks in the theater, sees me, goes, oh, turns around and leaves. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, I didn't realize someone would be in here. <laughs> I like to jack off to the part where he gets bodily risen, but not if there's people. Yeah. That's <laughs> Uh, um, well, I got, I have to say, cause you, you had tweeted out a picture of your, you know, vast empty theater, and we were kind of hoping for the same thing when we went in, you know, and I was telling Heath, cause, you know, I like, I, I have a little light so when I could, I can see when I'm taking notes, and I'm like, okay, if there's anybody in here, uh, we'll sit way in the back, but I don't think there'll be, and holy fucking shit, the geriatric park we got. When I walked into that theater, there were so many walkers, I thought we were about to attack the rebel base on Hoth. <laughs> so everybody, there was 106, there's a fucking iron lung in the corner, they put a little bedpan under every seat. It was, uh, was an interest. I like, I, I, I honestly, I think everybody there was within a week of postage stamp eligibility. <laughs> Yeah. After age discounts and coupons, the theater owed most of these people money. There's like no the only people there that didn't have gray hair were bald. It was it was like going to a Tom Jones make a wish concert. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, we were the only car that wasn't parked in a handicapped spot. <laughs> <the> whole theater. <laughs> 
We were also the only ones that could make it all the way to the top of the step, so we had the back to ourselves. Um, but, you know, I always feel like when I go to these movies, I always have this, like, everybody's looking at me, asking what the fuck I'm doing there. Thing. And I know they're not. You know, it's like the Barry Manilow t-shirt experiment or whatever, but I always, it's, it's like going into the store on acid or whatever, and you're thinking, like, all right, how do Christians eat popcorn? I just, they just, I, am I walking like a Christian? I think I'm walking. Where I should say grace. Arms? They say grace, right? Come on. You remember what grace sounds like? Come on. See, I look child molestery enough that they're like, ah, oh, this guy belongs in a Christian movie. He needs, he needs someone to forgive him for all that stuff he did to those kids at that summer camp. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It, it requires a beard and the top of your head to be, have just about the same amount of hair. That's that's the key. Uh, oh, I gotcha. That's, that's how, how I do you it. pull off that look right on. Well, yeah, no, I got to say, like, it, it was a bad movie, so we're still going to do our job and everything, but I'm really looking forward to next week already. So the sooner we can get this one over, the sooner we can get back to the meritless tripe that pays the bills. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll break down all the stuff almost happening that is Risen. This summer, from the makers of Risen and every Christian girl you've ever gone on a first date with, Lo, my followers, be good to all men. Feed the hungry. Love children. War is not the answer. Comes a movie about a savior with no basis in scripture. I am a hungry man who's blind and dead or something. Healed, also fish and a hug, he go. Because the actual Jesus said a lot more about wheat tax and biblical law than he did about kindness. You sure this is okay? I I can borrow your Prius? Don't worry about it, man. I bike everywhere mostly anyway. Coming 2016. Totally not Jesus. Who wants some Froyo? Yeah! I'm white. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that last line. (laughs) I just just had to scroll down to yay. (laughs) I didn't know that was coming. And we're back for the breakdown, and I've got to say, I loved the symbolism in this movie right away. We open on a man wandering through a desert, which is symbolic of the fact that this movie's going to feel 40 days and nights long. Yes, also, exact same opening as Monty Python's Flying Circus, the guy... (laughs) If he li- he gets right up to the camera and I was like, if he says it's, I'm giving a one man standing ovation and hanging myself with my sweater. This is my note. <laughs> it's Jesus. And by the way, they do that like disappearing, reappearing thing. Right, fades in. Yeah. That needs to cover more ground, or it's stupid. You can't. He covers like ten feet. Right. He disappears and then he's three feet and then three. Feet. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, you just right. could have run the credits over it for a little longer or something. Who knows? I also was very disappointed that we didn't have some face-to-face narration like Aladdin, that he wasn't going to be like, oh, no, please step on inside. It makes Julianne fries. But no, it's, uh, <laughs> well, he's just... <laughs> that's, basically, though, that's the opening we get, only without breaking the fourth wall. So, it, so okay, so our hero, Joseph Fines, is it Fines? Is that how you pronounce it? Sure. I think that's mm. how it's pronounced. That's how I pronounce it. Anyway, Clavius is the character's name. So we meet our hero Clavius wandering through the desert, wanders into this inn or something, and uh, the the innkeep is like, uh, and he's all like decked out in Roman gear and whatnot. Kind of Rastafarian at the same time. Yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of. He's got them both and he's going. Desperately trying to make small talk. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, so what brings you to this? part of the desert i'm an innkeeper <laughs> restaurant in the desert i'm feeding you for sure I'm definitely feeding you yes 
So yeah, he's and he's like, oh, are, oh, are you a Roman? Is that is that a is that a tribute ring? Are you a tribute? And, the, and he's like, oh, and the guy's like, uh, do you do you like baseball? Do you watch baseball at all? <laughs> Who? Some weather we've been having. How about that? Dry. Not knowing what germs are yet. Huh? <laughs> Come on, people, give me some. By the way, I'm going to spare everyone listening to this show a tremendous amount of time. Every time you hear the word tribute, just replace it with cop. There you go. Yeah. You saved 90 minutes that I didn't get during the movie where I was like, the fuck is it there? Are there soldiers? Are they co- – what are they? <laughs> it's actually quite complex. But, uh, yeah, for the purposes of this movie, yeah, cop. Um, so finally, the, 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 as we're just – like, okay, so at this point in the conversation, it's just awkward. Stop talking to the dude. He hasn't talked back to you. But eventually the innkeeper says, have you come far? And then we zoom in and get the flashback in the in the VO and everything. Yeah, we get a flashback to war. War! And war apparently involved many rocks. Yeah, well, oh, it's really, it's like 89% rock-based. Yeah, well, it's, it's a bunch of Jewish guys like... Holding Bart Simpson slingshots, and they're holding <laughs> off a Roman battalion. They're on a hill. working so hard to make the guys throwing rocks at the armed soldiers seem intimidating. Because you know this has got to be the hero, but he's leading the the Roman army against guys with rocks. So right. Right. the whole time you're like, well, they've only got rocks. This isn't fair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is another moment too, where like, so I know nothing about anything in the world, and I was like, this could be incredibly historically accurate, or it could be incredibly inaccurate. I don't know. I just know it's silly. <laughs> like, were there Romans fighting rocks? If a guy had pulled out a machine gun, I would have been like, I know that's not real. <laughs> but other than that, I was like, and then at one point, the bad guy of the Jews, right, that they're there to fight uh-huh. is Barabbas. And I was like, wait, isn't he a thief? I thought he's a thief. Are there more than one Barabbas? It was very confusing. <laughs> they only had like nine names back then. So, oh, I get no, it. But like I said, what we have to see in this scene is we have to – okay, so they're going uphill to fight these rock-slinging Jews. And we have to see that, oh, everything is about to go wrong. But then Clavia steps up and, and like, you know, whatever, whips the army into shape. So the way he does that is he throws his helmet off. Grabs a spear and and chucks it at one of the Jews, and then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we can kill them too." And then they and then, then suddenly they form into <laughs> right. a fucking turtle shell shield and start moving forward. <laughs> that was and, pretty sweet. That well, was pretty sweet. Uh, they, okay, when they they because they made a little ramp to go up the little Jew wall. That was the coolest part of the movie. <laughs> and like at that point, I, I'm, I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be great." It was never that good again. Yeah, and yeah. J- just a, a quick thing, they they build this shield ramp to go. Yeah, like you said, to go up the. Jew stone wall, but mm-hmm. just go around the little stone wall, what? like, like ten feet to either to side, ten feet either way. You just go around. I'm, my, my notes are just go around, go around, go around the side. That would be so and, much. And easier. also, the, the two guys are like throwing the top of the wall down the hill. They're like rolling the the, the field mm-hmm. stones yeah. at them. If someone rolls a stone at you. Just move sideways a little, or yeah, right. let it roll between your legs. <laughs> you it's so have. easy <laughs> to not get turned into a cartoon snowball of people when somebody rolls a st- ridiculous. Also, I just want to point out that uh, the main guy finds uh, he pokes up a. He first he dodges two arrows with his oh, yeah, head so he during the sequence. The shit. Yeah. <laughs> two times someone shoots an arrow at him, and he's just like, "Whoop!" No, I didn't get me. Uh, but then he picks up the spear and he throws it at a guy's dick. He does. It yeah. very clearly hits another guy in the dick, and everyone's like, "Oh!" <laughs> it's like come that scene on, from dude. South Park. They're like, "Come on, butters, we don't hit people with dick." <laughs> Fuck. So, so they, like, uh, the, a couple of the soldiers make a little shield ramp, they run up and they fight the Jews and they kill them and everything. And they get to the head Jew 
and he's about to kill the head Jew, and, and, the, and the head Jew says, it must anger you that the one true God favors me but doesn't like you. I'm like, were they always that annoying? Like, even before they were Christians, they were that annoying? Fuck. <laughs> and, of course, now, Clavius has one of many good lines here. He's like, uh, you know, basically, he's like, oh, well, uh, I'm about to chop your head off, so maybe not so much today that right. they like Say you more. Say hi to God yeah. for me. It's a cop movie. It's a cop movie. There's lots of moments, <laughs> including him being like, it's just been revoked. Yeah, do you feel <laughs> lucky, Jew? <laughs> and of course he reacts the way that i always want to when people tell me how awesome their god is he chops the guy's hat off and we're done with that mm -hmm. scene um so then we get him like bringing the prisoners back to judea where we meet pontius pilate mm -hmm. now I, pontius pilate is played by peter firth and i just want to say as he's gotten older he has physically converged with Matthew Barry, the talented Mr. Roto, <laughs> to almost perfection. That now, that's going to mean so little to so many people. But if you're into fantasy football, just imagine the entire fucking movie. Pontius Pilate looks like he should be giving you advice on which running back to start this week. And uh, if you don't know about fantasy football... He looks kind of like the criminal sketch from every single time an altar boy gets molested. Like, all combined. <laughs> yeah. If all those criminal sketches combined, composite. That's what he looks like. Yeah, ready? Imagine all the bad guys in Spotlight. You nailed yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you Just go. There you all go. of them rolled into one dude. Or, or the, uh, or the Roman robot from Futurama. That's what <laughs> 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 Hedonism bot. What? No, that's not his name. It's just something like that anyway. Yeah, Hedonism. Um, so, uh, and also, and I have to throw this out there, and I'm probably going to come back to it at least once. Why does everybody have a British accent in this movie? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. Everyone's British so far, except though, that one Jewish guy that Clavius stabbed. Oh, right, right. Sounded right. like Woody Allen. As far as I just bother you that you're You'll not a Jew. You'll never get me, heathen. <laughs> no, this is clearly not a a thing that's just this movie. It's it's all American movies forever. But when people just need to be, you know, foreigny, they all have British accents, yeah. and it's yep. so bizarre because like the low class people have like the East London accent, and the people from the rural areas have the West Country accent, and shit. It's it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so like. Yeah, I guess they were just they they're foreign, so um Right. But and so he gets summoned by Pontius Pilate, and this is if you were to ask me, what's the reoccurring theme of this film? <laughs> it's someone walking in and going, Pontius wants you. <laughs> that happens eight hundred God did I miss texting. It's just before and you always had to say and it's always the same guy. You just go, Hey man, I, I know what you want. Pontius right. wants me. Yeah. You that's can what just I kinda do. kinda wave. I'm the Pontius wants you guy. That's, that's my whole <laughs> fucking life. That's all I've got. He comes home to his wife. She's like, how was work today? I don't know. Pontius wanted some people. That's what I do. <laughs> Can I die of the rickets, please? <laughs> in due time. In due time. So, okay. So, yeah, he gets summoned by Pontius, and he's still bloody from battle or, or whatever, but he's like, no. Are you yes, he says, I'm yet sticky with filth. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, the Eli Bosman story. <laughs> I thought you might have. Um, so he goes to see him, and as he's walking through town, it looks like there was like a crazy Passover party the night before or whatever. Um, but it turns out that this was the night that uh, Pontius decided to crucify Jesus, and that's what we're seeing is they they they've been rioting in the streets and whatnot. Yes, and so he goes and meets uh meets the the cop. What is that thing? The chief. He's the chief. So yeah. he goes to see the chief, and the chief, because it's a cop movie, goes, "Hey, hardened old cop, I've got a young rookie yes. cop. I want you to I want you to Take work with." Your and way. it's it's Draco Malfoy. Uh, it's Literally, it, Draco it is. Malfoy. I, I was actually going to make a joke about how this guy looks like Draco Malfoy with lupus, but it turns out that Draco Malfoy looks like Draco Malfoy with lupus. <laughs> 
same actor, I found out when I got home. I kept waiting for him to go, when my father hears about this Jesus <laughs> yeah. character, it's like, come on, man, break out of your shell. There's always a magical kid who's bothering everybody, and you want the establishment to stay the way it is? Come on. <laughs> Play a likable rogue. See, now, I don't know those movies well enough, so I just marked him as Lucius Twerpus in, in my notes. That's what he his, his name was, Lucius. Anyway, so, yeah, so so apparently Pontius is all worried about the Jesus thing and all the Jews are getting pissed off at him for having him crucified. So he, he's going to send Clavius, uh, Joseph Fiennes, to, to go finish the job. He tells him to go break Jesus's legs, get it done and over with so these people can, you know, get their Messiah shit out of their system before the emperor shows up. You know, now, can't, can't look all insurrection-y. I have a question. Why does breaking someone's legs speed up a crucifixion? Um, because you can no longer support your own weight, so it 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 um it causes it, it, instead of like dying from exposure or whatever at that point, uh, your it puts your lungs in a position where you can no longer breathe. Oh, okay. So yeah, there is there is definitely. Some- I feel like I needed a line of explanation of that because I was just sitting like, oh well, you know, we want to end this quickly. Go break his legs, and I was just like, what? Why? <laughs> just- That's some real insider knowledge about crucifixion <laughs> that one is required to have for that not to be a crazy line. Well, the, but you know, the target audience knows them some crucifixion details, so. <laughs> Yeah. All those old ladies are like, I actually did that back in the day. You gotta get him right in the shins. Gotta get, you can't go for knees. Knees are too strong. And we Unless you're it. a football player. <laughs> so then we go to visit Calvary where we, uh, where we meet Jesus mid dying for our sins. And right. of course the two thieves behind him are just, oh, I don't like dying. But Jesus is just like, meh, you know, this yeah. is kind of my Everyone thing. else is going out like a bitch, but not Jesus. No. Jesus is being super cool about it. So like, <laughs> there's something special about that guy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I got to mention this too, because before we get there, we have to have the sun going out in the earthquake or whatever. So as Clavius and, and Lucius are leaving to go to Golgotha or whatever, um, the, there's an earthquake and the, and the walls crumble behind him and, and it gets cloudy or whatever. Okay. So according to the Bible, when Jesus was crucified, the sun went out, right? Not, it got cloudy all of a sudden. So they're soft pedaling the fuck out of this right away. <laughs> well, this whole movie soft pedals the fuck out of yes. everything Jesus yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. He does like one thing that you're not like twins. <laughs> <laughs> This movie could be renamed <laughs> Twins, and it's an atheist movie. <laughs> right. Oh, but God, that, that's in my notes so much later. It's like, the Romans did know about Twins, right? They knew that that happened sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, so we, we get to we get to the crucifixion, and uh, and we meet Jesus, who honestly, he looks like a, a Zizan Sari fucked a 70s porn star, and they had an ass baby together. <laughs> yeah. I could not take this guy seriously as Jesus at any point. Although I got to say, he was definitely the most Jesus-y looking Jesus we've ever seen in a Jesus movie. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, Jen- Jason Manzukis went to the old country buffet and never came out again. <laughs> Uh, so they, they're at the Jew thing and they're also, there's a crowd of Jews and half of the Jews are weeping for Jesus and half of the Jews are throwing rocks. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's really split down the middle, but they, he, he signals to everybody. They also have hand signals, which I thought was really badass. Yeah. To mm-hmm. break the legs. And then at last minute, he tells them to throw a curveball instead. He well, throws them. <laughs> now I, he's I, like, no, no, no. I just wrote down sweep the legs. <laughs> 
what? Yeah, but they had a hand symbol, so then the the the, the ref couldn't hear you saying that. Um. So, <laughs> all right. So I, I have to like linger on this for at least a second because they were earning their PG thirteen rating here. So so he signals to break the legs of everybody, and the guy goes and he breaks the legs of the two thieves, and we watch that, and everybody's like, oh shit, and Mary. Jesus's mom is in the back being such a whiny bitch that Clavius is like, oh, well, don't break his legs. Just, you know, just stab him with a spear or actually gives him the stab him in the ribs with a spear hand signal. Yeah. It's like, like, like football refs. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in this screaming rock throwing crowd, there's a moment where he turns to him and he goes, keep her quiet. And I'm like, really? The one crying lady in the back? Like, that's, that's what's throwing you off your game here? You got two guys being literally crucified in front of you. That's not psyching you out. <laughs> but the whining mom, that's a little much. So yeah, so they, they, you know, they kill everybody and, and then and we even get to watch one of the, the guys whose legs was broke. We get to linger on him while he takes his last breath or, or tries to anyway. Um, and then they're dead. They drop him off and, and start dragging the bodies away into the, Body throwing place. In the least ceremonious way humanly possible. This is why I was very grateful I was alone in my theater. The scene, everyone leaves. They're like, ah, crucifixion's over. Let's go back to, you know, dying and eating our own shit or whatever it is people did back then. (laughs) And so they push over the crosses and the guys just, wham! They just hit the ground. Oh, it's like, oh, it's faces of death. They just hit. They're just a wet bag of spaghetti. And I... I was weeping with laughter because it's just like (laughs) and I was just like (laughs) this very serious moment of come brother let yourself go let yourself go and then the next shot is yes just pushes it over grabs the fucking ties to pull out the uh, nails and whatnot and actually look at this point i'm thinking damn it this is going to be a really good movie because like that's pretty realistic that's exactly how you know for these guys that's just their job you know they're just trying to get it over and done with quick so they don't have to smell dead bodies for too long um but it really starts to go downhill right about here and this is where um joseph of arimathea shows up at the last second with a declaration from Pontius saying he bought the body nobody needs to know what he's going to do with it he just needs a young man uh who won't resist right and i wrote i wrote in my notes here hey i know how the body disappeared i figured out the trick it's because you give the body to that guy and then later you're gonna check and it's just a wrapped up bundle i figured it out i figured i mean i'm a magician guys so like well, I, right, I tend right. to think one step ahead advantage there yeah that's why it you never need occurs James to Randy. anybody like wait who saw the body last <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was Be like it was me. Vested interest in. Um, yeah, well, and of course, I love this too. He's like, please, sir, there's only two hours left of the Sabbath. I'm up against the arbitrary Jew clock here. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, man. Don't be a dick. You know, full well, I have to pretend I turn into a pumpkin in two hours. Come on. Yeah. I Come don't on. Drive Jewish a car, midnight I don't run. Let's the do phone this. And I sure as shit don't consecrate Nazarenes. <laughs> Who's in charge of scheduling? <laughs> Pilot. I told that Dago Wap a thousand fucking times. <laughs> we don't consecrate on Shabbos. So then we move on to uh, – so we're done with Jesus for a while. So we move on to bath time with yep, Clavius and Pontius. Where they're never nudes, apparently. <laughs> yes. They're wearing very tasteful diapers. <laughs> Look like they're about to do some underwater sumo wrestling, yeah. He offers him a meal, a massage, or a girl. And I was like, man, that sounds so nice. I was sitting there with – a bag of curly fries, a giant popcorn, a Twizzlers, and a Skittles, and I was like, I'm ashamed of me. <laughs> Would you like a woman? I like you. I mean, 
<laughs> There's probably not room for her with all the snacks, but you get it. <laughs> Doing the hole in the bottom of the popcorn trick with yourself. That's always fun. <laughs> there oh, it is. That? There it is. <laughs> Still the problem butter. with me is that it, I always confuse it for a piece of popcorn. <laughs> it's just size-wise, so I'm trying to throw it like, into oh, my mouth and catch pop, it. Oh, that kernel didn't pop, you bastard. Um, <laughs> so, so they're sitting here talking about, like, what's wrong with all these Jews and shit? And basically, right. we get these many of one of many of these, like, um, tee-hee, monotheism, that'll never catch on, turns to the camera and winks kind of <laughs> yeah, moments. Right. right. Hey, Clavius, how many gods does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, one, but I think we can all agree it wasn't Jupiter, Zing. <laughs> Am I right? He knows. Punch's pilot knows there's more than one god. Or zero. <laughs> zero or many gods, not one. It's also one of the, here's the thing. This is a Christian movie, but throughout this film, to give it credit and also be weirded out by it, everyone in the movie is like, yeah, man, you know, he had a cult. Just a guy with a cult. Like, you can imagine cops Sitting down at a diner after killing a cult leader, mm-hmm. like g- guys after Waco would have had a very similar conversation. It would have been like, "Yeah, I don't know. I guess he convinced all those people to stay in that burning building." <laughs> right, right, yeah. You no. want a girl or a woman or a massage? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, I, I, I definitely liked the angle they were taking. I liked the idea of a gritty Jesus reboot. It, it just, you know, it really fell apart in Act Three here. Um, and I also want to point this out. Just, you know, whatever. If you're, if you're a Romophile or whatever, um, when he's saying like, uh, uh, Pontius is like, so what are you looking for with all your ambition, Clavius? And he's like, oh, you know, I want to like obtain some power so I can get some wealth so I can buy a place into the country. And he keeps going like, so what? What are you going to do with the wealth? Oh, what are you going to do with the power? Blah 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 blah. Until eventually he's like, ah, so that I can find peace. And we're like, hmm, if only there was a prince of that that could help you, you know. I wrote in my notes, Pontius is his life coach. Right. (laughs) It's like the scene from The Master, but slightly less gay. (laughs) (laughs) And they're mostly naked sitting in a bath, so that tells you a lot about The Master. Um, All right, so now we have to meet the bad Jews. So Mm -hmm. we we catch up with Clavius mid-burning one of his soldiers' bodies from the battle the other day or whatever, when... Pontius wants you guys shows up again. Also, and I just want to point out, uh, Clavius is putting coins in the mouth of the dead, and whenever I do that, people are like, who are you? Get away from my grandpa. <laughs> it's just not fair. It's like very clearly, I'm glad I have Ripper to protect me. That's Bunch of anti-Semites. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Also, the costume budget for this movie ended right before they costumed the Jews. Everyone else has fairly authentic looking costumes. They look like Roman and they're made out of cloth. The Jews in this scene are wearing Hanes t-shirts with like that weird metal shield that's not a shield that's full of jewels drawn on it. They're just like, yep, this is what we had for you. Really? Everyone? He's got those super cool helmets. Yeah, we spent all the money on helmets. Helmets and armor with really Come on, nice it's a abs. tagless tee. <laughs> so, yeah, now Pontius is throwing down some pretty good anti-Semitism here and there. It's actually a pretty funny scene. The Jews need a bodyguard in the literal sense because they're afraid that Jesus' followers are going to steal the body and say he's risen and blah, 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 blah. So... That's, Spoiler alert, that happened. Yeah, right, exactly. So, uh, In the Jews' defense, and I'm so tired of saying that, but in the Jews' defense, 
So now we head back to the tomb where they're sealing it up like King Kong was in the motherfucker and putting royal seals everywhere so everybody knows that the <laughs> Roman government put these 97 ropes and chains on it. Yeah, here's the thing, though. If you, like, glue yarn on one side of a rock, that doesn't really do anything. That's what they're doing. Like, it's ridiculous. They might as well be using a chair to block a door that opens outward. Like, dude, it's ridiculous. You just tip that big stone over. You wouldn't try to, like, roll it out. I, I don't know. Understand. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it seems like you need a lot of fucking rope before that giant ass stone wouldn't tip for you. But um yeah, so and and also he chats with Joseph of Arimathea here. Um and I, the only reason I bring it up is that that I, I want to give this movie a ton of credit for knowing that Jesus is a mistranslation of the name Yeshua. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, hey, Yeshua, they said this movie was out Jesus. Bullshit. <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. You have Yahweh, yud Hey vau Hey. You put the Shin in. That's the sacred flame, the Trinity. You have yud Hey shin vau Hey, Yeshua. Or oh, I'm sorry. Joshua. Are you reading from the emails my grandmother sent me? Because <laughs> <laughs> she goes to my spam filter now. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't want to read you from the emails your grandma sends me, so I kind of had to go that way. <laughs> Um, so they, so now he orders the two legionnaires that are around to guard Jesus's body, and they Rosencrantz don't... and Jusenstern. Yeah, so... <laughs> they're just Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Like they practically play questions. <laughs> this is very clearly what happens with these characters, and they could not be. I just want to take a moment. They could not be less competent for this like cop mystery movie that we're supposed to we're supposed to have our asses blown out by the fact that like how could he possibly there's no way he could have escaped they could not be conveyed conveyed as less competent right people they're, to they're, they're, they're like, drunk they're like they're cartoon to... rhinoceri yeah <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous so yeah so fucking laurel and hardy are left to guard the fucking body and they it, and of course like i said they, they're talking like london gangsters for some reason don't worry my lord we got it nickel and a penny doorman a bump sam wise and hagrid it sounds right. like anyway so um and of course they they start drinking on the job and everything and and i start thinking the same thing like why would you as a movie, give me so many reasons to think that this could have just been tricked. I mean, look, th there's no historical reason to think that there was a tomb, you know, right. that, or that Jesus was put in. Fuck, Paul never even mentions that. That doesn't show up until the Gospels. So it's not like this is something that needs to be explained away. But as a movie that's trying to present it as a fact, wouldn't you try to make it seem like it was hard to fool the fucking Romans into thinking this right. is happening? But Wouldn't you want the, like... These are the two best Roman guards we yes, have. How right. you guys doing? Oh, we're totally on our shit. Don't worry. We never get drunk and fuck our fuck each other in the bushes. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like if if yeah. I get to remake this movie, I make it with more competent guards. That's all I'm saying. Right. What about this three foot opening on the back of the cave? Should we just board that up? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry, it's fine. What, what's gonna happen? God damn it's, it. It's this Jew's fucking tomb. If there was a secret entrance in and out of it, I think he would have told us. Yeah, get an estimate. So then, then we cut to the next day where we learn via the Pontius Wants You guy. The body is missing, and this is the most cop movie part of this, because Pontius Pilate really just goes off on him a la Axel Foley's boss. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, you crashed 12 chariots <laughs> last night. <laughs> if if uh, Cassius put on a straitjacket and started to escape from it, I was going to be like, all right, this is intellectual copyright. Listen, I know Gibson wanted to direct this thing, but at right. a certain point, you got to throw the guy a bone. <laughs> 
So what we learn in this uh, in this chewing out scene is that the guards fell asleep on the job, and then when they found out that the the body was gone, they went to the Jews for sanctuary. So now they're getting sanctuary with the Jews, and it's up to Clavius to find out where the body is. Right, yeah. and so he goes to check out the grave. And this is the moment in the movie where the movie was like, don't worry, Eli, we're still a pretty shitty movie. Because he goes inside and it's the most cartoonish version of the Shroud of Turin you can possibly imagine. You know those metal toys you buy when you were a kid where you could press your face into them? They had all the little different sticks. Yeah, Yeah. and you'd be like, look, oh, look, it's my face. That's what the Shroud of Turin looks like. It looks like that, but with cloth. It's like a tie-dye t-shirt, yeah. The, the, the whole scene, it's like CSI Jerusalem in there. It's like, hey, boss, you're going to want to see this. And they Cabrini's say that like two like, times. Tell me this pancake doesn't look like that Jewish guy we killed. I can swear that that's him. This toast, there's a lot of clues here. He also has this great moment where he's like, don't let anybody in here to contaminate the crime scene. And I'm like, why? Because you're going to dust for fingerprints? (laughs) Check for DNA? Yeah. So, and also, I love to, because he comes up and and, and they're examining the ropes and it's like, it's like they burst in. It's like, why didn't you just put a Jesus-shaped hole in the fucking rock (laughs) at this point? Like, it's as though they burst. Like, what would be the difference between a fucking rope if it burst or if you cut it far enough to, like, release the weight of this giant goddamn stone? You Did you do some fucking forensic testing and figure that out? I wanted him to flash back to, like, him at... at cop school where he's like now this is what a rope looks like when it bursts this is what a rope looks like when it's cut that's literally all we know at this point in history you're all cops now or titans or poloniuses or i don't know you're a greek word go fuck each other everyone go take a bath who wants a woman or a massage so now we get to the um the interrogating people part of the movie that opens up and boy does that go on for a while um, first, we're going to start off with one of the guards. He goes to the Jewish temple or whatever, and, and one of the guards comes to talk to him, but the other doesn't. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, so what happened that night? And wouldn't you know it, the guard's story's just not adding up. Yeah. It's almost as though the Jews that don't want Jesus to be seen as the Messiah has paid him to lie about it. <laughs> yeah. and But he calls him out. He's like, hey, man, you see this? This is your very clearly rubber bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> I found it. And he's like, fuck you. I probably should have taken that with. Yeah. I find exactly. out from the crime lab that your saliva is on this wine skin. It's going to be big trouble. But then, but then we find the snitch who is going to be instrumental to this movie. So they're walking, oh, right. they're walking away from interviewing one of the guards. So the, the guard story is, we fell asleep, they knocked us out, or they attacked us, they stole the body, they, they left. Which is infinitely more reasonable than what the quote-unquote truth is going to later reveal to be. But fine, fine. That's Uh. the lie. And we figure out it's a lie. Because who knows? Because you have to. Because this movie's leading to Jesus. But then they're literally walking away from there. And there's a guy talking to his friend. And he's like, hey, I hear Jesus, you know, came back from the dead. He might be the savior. And Draco Malfoy grabs him. (laughs) And then he's going to be their snitch who knows where all of the apostles are for the rest of the movie. (laughs) What are the odds? (laughs) 
most miraculous thing we saw in this film. And of course, to make sure that we get that PG-13 rating and kids will think it's cool, they also have to dig up a bunch of bodies to make sure they're not Jesus so that we can linger on a lot of corpse scenes. And yeah. I just want to point out, this is what what a badass Clavius is. Like, everyone else is all pukey and shit, but he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's okay with the smell of dead bodies. Like, that's how awesomely badass he yeah, is. Yeah, he's pretty hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So, so now we go to this, this incredibly long series of, of interviews, starting with Joseph of Arimathea, the guy who's, you know, last saw the body. Maybe he'll know something. And we learn that Clavius's interrogation technique is asking them to tell the truth pretty please really hard. Uh, <laughs> and as you may have guessed, it did, it, it didn't work in this case. So right. as he's walking out, uh, uh, Clavius is like, you know, like, I'll try other means before I have to break you. Uh, you're withholding things from me. And he's like, you're right, I am. And he comes back to the desk and he pulls out the crown of thorns that Jesus was wearing. He's like, I was withholding the king's crown and sets it down. I'm like, dude, were you just walking around with that in your robe? Yeah, it's been like two weeks. I'm really <laughs> glad you asked me about it. It's been, people have been like, what is that smell? And I'm like, sweat, blood, and thorns. <laughs> So crazy. I'm Opus Dei now. He's like, man, I was almost out of here before you gave me a like cool dramatic purpose to give you this. I've wanted to so bad. I was just sitting here the whole time trying to think of a way to work that in. Oh, frown. I noticed you're frowning and that rhymes with no, 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 no. it's not the time. Come on, Joseph. You can do Let this. Let it flow. Let it flow. Just be cool. You know what? And maybe like drop it as you walk out and he'll be like, oh, what's that? And you'll be like, oh, this? <laughs> So then we move on to number to to um believer number two that we're going to interrogate, and uh, it's a blind old lady. Yeah, it's a blind <laughs> old lady. So not sure how much we're going to learn from her, but uh, you know, I get. I mean, they're trying to make a statement about blind faith, but you know, they're accidentally pointing the out that one. Right. Jesus yeah. knew this old lady and didn't bother to cure her of her blindness, even though right. he clearly could have. So whoopsie. So then they bring in the snitch. Right, right. And the snitch tells them that well, who they're actually looking for is Mary Magdalene. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, he, 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 well, first, now he, first he goes and he takes a break to go to the little, um, the little prayer, uh, vending machine or whatever that they had. And he very clearly prays to Jew God instead of Mars, <laughs> his normal God. Yeah. Clavius literally Pascal wagers some money on Yeshua's dad. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, I did help murder your son, but I'm on board now. Now here's ten bucks for your Kickstarter. Yeah, you know, right. Do your right. thing. Yeah. And also, this was so distracting to me. Um, Clavius has all the herpes on his lower lip. For he this has. Entire, I wrote him like, Each this, and every herpes in the world is on his lower lip for this I movie. I'm so glad. I wrote in my notes a million times. This man has had blood on his lip the entire movie. <laughs> no one at any point in this film went. You got a little. You want to just a little, you, a little mustard? You want to just wipe? No. Did you not eat? <laughs> he had it written as uh, Joseph finds looking uncomfortable the movie. Um, so he goes back in, and we've got the snitch here now, and and finally we, he's got somebody who can tell him something. The guy that they just happen to be wandering around and says, "Hey, your brother Jesus guy." He seems to be super in the know, so he tells them about Mary Magdalene the hooker, right? And she's of the street. We know she's a hooker because she's of the street. Yeah, right, right, right exactly. And the way he finds out where she is is he goes into the barracks. Mm -hmm. This is very funny. Yeah. And goes, 
How many of you here have fucked Mary Magdalene? And everyone raises their <laughs> <Yeah>. hands. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, damn, just search for the woman whose labia drag on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all like, yeah, uh, we gangbanged her. Uh, yesterday, you were there. Yeah, you were right. on, How's your herpes, by the way? <laughs> That's where you're, you got something on your lip, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, that was like, that was a legitimately funny moment. Except, but Heath and I were the only people in the theater laughing at it because all these old people are like, well, that's not appropriate at all. That's not, that's not funny. Yeah, she was a whore like, for a reason. Like, <laughs> so give me my oxygen mask over here. Um, so, uh, so then they go to stake out the whorehouse where she works and we, we cut in on, on, on Clavius telling, like this obviously foreshadowing war story that doesn't have any reason to be here except that it's going to come back later. So, uh, but then, you know, they're waiting for like the soldier that's fucked her that they brought along to recognize her. And when he does, it's from the back of her head and she's wearing a cloak. Take that however you want it. It seems realistic to me, but you know. Yeah, exactly. Look, realism. This movie nailed it. <laughs> uh, so they grab Mary and, uh, there's a fantastic line. We, we basically get, uh, Mary looking out the window. So we're, we're back to first 48, the Jesus edition. And she said, he asks her where Jesus's body is. And she goes, he's right here. And he goes, is he a goblin? A sprite? And I was like, I like this character. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, of course, by the way, the entire interview, I just want to point this out. This entire interview, this woman is shaking, crying, weeping, saying nonsense into the wind, and she is the same character in history. Apparently, yeah, yeah. she's the one we're supposed to be listening to, and she's like, everything he asks, she's just answering in riddles or whatever. I swear she was about to say, I'll tell you where the disciples are if you can answer me these questions three. Mm -hmm. I also wrote down at this point, 45 minutes in, I bet eventually something happens or something. Mm. Spoiler, it doesn't. Mm. Not exactly. So he can't get anything from Mary, so he decides to take a nap um, and has a weird Jesus dream. Spooky yeah. Roman sex dream. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, let's fun. be fair. Who hasn't had a dream of an ocean and in the center of that ocean is Christ on the cross? <laughs> yeah. He's, right? He's, he's having like gay crucifixion sex fantasy with Jesus in the middle of a Kiss from a Rose music video. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Seal's just watching while he sings. So then we get, um, so, so he wakes up and, and Pontius wants him because he's all mad at him for digging up the Jew graves, which it's like, dude, I'm looking for a dead Jew. I mean, where right, else you told me look? to look for Jew graves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now they have this radical idea that they come up with where they go back to the guy that gave him Mary Magdalene and hand him some money and say, okay, tell us where one of those other disciples is. Psst. That's what yeah. they came up with. So now we meet Bartholomew. It's not a great cop movie. It's a yeah. cop movie. <laughs> right, right. Now, okay, so everybody, I said, I said earlier, everybody in the movie had a British accent. Uh, Bartholomew's a little bit more Irish, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, he's like an Irish hippie. Um, right. which obviously leads to the question, why is Bartholomew a fucking Irish hippie. <laughs> yeah, Bar- Bartholomew's the Irish guy that you hung out with at Bonnaroo. He introduced you to all his hippie girlfriends. You played frisbee. You hung out for hours. But in reality, you were talking to a box of Lucky Charms for five minutes <laughs> while you're tripping. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I've been there. Who hasn't? <laughs> also, there's a crazy moment. So he's interrogating Bartholomew, and he's trying to find out where the body is. And and he's like, what if I crucify you if you don't tell me? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, go ahead and crucify me. And he does the, like, 
bad cop like, do you know what happens when they crucify a man? This happens. And then this happens. And then this happens. Like he broke Bartholomew. Yeah. And Bartholomew's like super affected by it. He's like, oh, he like curls up on the ground. And then he's like, come, tell me. And then Bartholomew's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Which makes the whole scene make no fucking sense. It just becomes a comedy because Bartholomew is supposed to – like the scene makes sense if Bartholomew breaks and they find something about him. But he doesn't. He just basically gets close to the guy's ear and he's like, I'll tell you who's hiding the body. His name – is D's nuts. Oh! <laughs> and then he leaves. He's, but, yes. He just the threat to crucify him does not get fulfilled. He's just like, ah, oh, you got me. You got yeah. me, Bart. All right, get out of here, you, you scamp. <laughs> I guess. And obviously it was just there because we wanted to spend a little more time talking about how shitty uh, crucifixion is and, 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 and what a bad time that is so that nobody thinks about the fact that this ultimate suffering of Jesus is really doesn't compare to you know, whatever, Brie Larson in room. So now Claudius brings, like, the, like, he's given up on finding the real Jesus, so he just finds him, finds him a dead Jew that kind of looks like Jesus, and it was kind of like, it's got the, you know, nail holes in the right spot and everything, and we linger on that corpse for quite a while to earn that PG-13 rating again. Right, and then it's literally the chief, don't take me off the case. Yes! I need one more week, and he's going, God damn it, Tribune, you've gone rogue. Turn in your badge and your ring and your spear or whatever the fuck it is. So close to cracking this case, though. But that's, uh, that's all we needed was, like, for him to slam down his fucking Gladius and his fucking ring or whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm not a tribute tonight. He puts a um, banana in the back of someone's horse. <laughs> Where was Eddie Murphy in this movie? That's what this movie needed. Eddie Murphy. Boy, you know you're not dealing with a good movie where you can say that. He plays so- all 12 apostles. <laughs> awesome. How fat was Simon, Eddie, for the last time? We're not putting you in a fat suit. One fat suit. I'm just asking one for of them had one to be fat. fat suit. What are the odds that they'd all be trim? So, oh, also, I love to, on the way out of this scene, like, Pilot stops on his way out, and he's just like, ah, what does any of this matter? We're all going to look like him in the end anyway. If only some savior could die for our sins and give us everlasting life. Turns to the camera and winks. Um <laughs> So then, right before they have to go to Hebron, which is why he has to be taken off the case, Lucius Torpus, uh, tells him where he can find the other guard from Jesus' tomb at a bar so that, like, we can interrogate him too, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I call this character Two Teeth Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> he basically looks like Moriarty from Sherlock without all the teeth. I had poor man's Mark Ruffalo kinda halfway to Hulk. Oh. Yeah. That's good. That's very good. And so he has his uh true confession moment. He's super drunk. Yeah, and 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 look, I, I want to point out, like, okay, this is like the ninth person that we've met that whose entire life is miserable because of this whole crucifixion thing. Like, Jesus could just show up in public at any time and uh fix that problem for him. You know, so Jesus is being a dick about it. Right. He's but, busy. He's busy. <laughs> He's got shit to do. He's got fucking wounds to have fingered or whatever. So basically, this is where we finally get somebody who's going to tell him the truth. And he's like, oh, you know, the, we were asleep and the thing and the light and the it just burst open or whatever. And I, and I want to point out this because the, the guard says, he's like, it was so bright. It was as though the sun rose in this tomb. Get it? 
the sun, sun rose. Sun. sun. Ah. Get used to it. There will be a lot of it before we're done. And I gotta admit, that guy nailed that monologue. Like, he did a really oh, yes. good job. There was a lot of really right. good acting in this dumbass movie. It's like the fourth time in my notes where I wrote, the acting in this movie is fine. It was really great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I get how that experience would have felt for someone. <laughs> You conveyed that well. This is, this is a tough one for us. We really had to, we've got to earn our stripes. That's right. <laughs> but that's okay because now they've found the disciples. It, well, kind of. I mean, cause yeah, they're like, oh, we found all the disciples. They're somewhere in this little town here, I think. Right. So, yeah. So they go to this little town to find the disciples. And as soon as we get this little town, because this is a little desert town with things cut into like, uh, you know, just, you know, cut into the sides of rocks and shit. And I thought to myself, and I wrote down in my notes, I'm like, what a great setting for a chase scene. I bet we don't get one. And they do not. <laughs> Even though they're chasing <laughs> we people, we still don't get a chase scene. Yeah. Dumbasses. Uh, but he bursts in the door. So there's like a kind of supposed to be a chase scene where they're doing a big raid mm. and Clavius bursts in the door and sitting there with all the disciples is Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all just kind of hanging out together, all sort of touching him in a weird, nard, just, creamy way. Yeah, just touching <laughs> Jesus's fantastic bod. <laughs> and the weird thing is Clavius does not go twins. No, <laughs> that's no. the major the major problem with this moment in the movie. Later on, I get it. He's about to vanish, and okay, then Clavius can be all woed out. But if I walked in a room and saw someone who I thought was dead, I'd be like twins. Well, especially <laughs> consider that the only time Clavius saw him is like dying on the cross, full he, of he blood. He doesn't know shit. this guy, right? Right. This could just be a similar-looking tall guy. Yeah. Basically, it could have been Pablo Escobar. He doesn't know. But instead, he drops his sword and, like, goes and huddles in the corner. Well, first like, he tells all the soldiers, stand down, stop looking and shit, right. too. Yeah. He could not be more clear to Draco Malfoy. He's like, look, I'm going to go into that room, but he's not there. <laughs> They're probably not here at all. Everyone you, go home. I'll catch up can, with you later. <laughs> you can go. And he's like, hey, do you want me to come with you? No. <laughs> no. I gotta shit. I'm gonna shit. That's what I'm gonna yeah. do. I'm gonna shit. And I'm wipe with my hand. It's gonna take a long time. Don't stand That's close to me. I have to go really bad. <laughs> I'm backing away. I'm backing away slowly. <laughs> Stop getting closer. So yeah. So then he goes inside to like marvel in the corner at Jesus, I guess, who's not doing anything magical. He's just sitting there. No, and everybody's just Smiling. oh, wow, it's Jesus. Oh, right. And wait, it's him. Yeah. They got a plate of nectarines. <laughs> and then Thomas comes in and I was getting so excited. I'm like, Oh, Thomas is coming. And you know what happens when Thomas comes in. But all Thomas does is like rub his wounds with his finger. Uh. Like Thomas is supposed to stick the fucking his finger. He's supposed to finger bang Jesus's stigmata. I'm like, if you're going to make me sit through this stupid fucking scene, I better get some get fucking stigmata finger bang. But all he does is just brushes his fucking nails across it and like, oh, you know, that looks like it was put on with, uh, you know, with some makeup. Yeah, I just wrote no finger bang. Fuck this movie. No <laughs> shit. I was so disappointed. So they should have stayed true to the source material. Yeah. And then uh, Jesus oh. pulls a nightcrawler, I guess. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> gets raptured. Also, by the way, I was just thinking about this. So they're feeling his stigmata wounds, whatever. He has the same thing. So, like, if the Roman guys had chopped his head off, it would just be floating above his body right now. Like, 
He'd be like holding it in his hands, talking to you. Like, what <laughs> the fuck's happening? The reanimator? That would have been such a better fucking Jesus. Much mm. better. Anyway, so Jesus disappears and everybody's like, whoa, what happened to Jesus? Or, you know, and so now I guess at this point, like the fucking, the, the, the Clavius could, could be freaked out a, a bit, but yeah, I, I'm sure right. Eli could pull yeah. something off like that. Yeah, Jesus is being like a douchey hipster Gandalf this whole movie. I fucking hate him. <laughs> so is. Especially, I'm thinking about it now, especially when you've got 11 people in the room that are on your side and just one person that you're trying to trick. Yeah, it'd probably be pr- fairly easy to pull off the disappear. Anyway, <laughs> so then they're all like, uh, what do we do? Why did Jesus just disappear like a dick without telling us what to do or anything? And then Mary says, well, he said something cryptic about going to Galilee or something, so maybe we should do that. And I'm like, why wouldn't he just say, hey guys, I'm going to disappear. Um, uh, meet me in Galilee. Yeah. At least David Blaine says watch. <laughs> no, no, no. Move over to the, the corner of the room a little bit more. But yeah, then a little watch. bit. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm levitating. <laughs> uh, I'm on the wrong side. I can see your foot. <laughs> so you got You got to get right there. You you, I thought you were taller. I thought you were a little taller. So while Clavius tends to his new crisis of faith, we'll take a much-deserved break. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will this entire movie come to a screeching halt? Will nothing interesting happen from here on out? Will Act 3 leave you longing for those exciting interrogation scenes? Yes, but stick around anyway for the eventual conclusion of Risen. My lord. Yes? Pontius calls for you. Excellent. Lead me to him. My lord. Yes? Pontius calls for you. Uh, yeah, I heard you. Uh, no, no, no. Just just now, while we were standing here on the way to calling you, he wanted me to call you a second uh, time. I mean, we're we're literally walking right to him. He's right there. He sees us. Ah, Clavia, so good to see you. Uh, 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 tell him again. Uh, my lord? What? Pontius calls for you. I really cannot wait for phones to exist. T- tell him again. Tell him again. And as though to prove Sam Harris right about free will, we're back for more. And when last we saw our hero, apparently he was abandoning his post to wander off with a bunch of Jewish zealots because he'd never seen the prestige. Yeah. (laughs) More or less. And he leaves a note. Yeah, right. The next scene we get is Pontius and Twerpus going back to the little village to look for him because he never checked back in. And he'd left them a, I decided to be Christian, please don't text anymore note. Don't follow me. Don't look for me. Right. Yeah, and, and don't send that fucking Pontius wants you guy after me. Never want right. to see that asshole again. And by, by the way, the note is so condescending. It's like, dear Pontius Pilate, as you know, my character is all about logic, reason, and evidence. And that's why I'm a Christian now. Because of the data. Yours truly, Clavius, the logical Christian. Well, fuck you. <laughs> but despite his best wishes, they're going to go... Looking for him anyway. So Pontius orders Clavius killed and also likes Gurley at number two uh, this year after right. after Levian. <laughs> so, said, said, Fuck me up so bad the whole goddamn time. Kept wanting to say something about blowing the roof off the doors. Um, so anyway, so then we, 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 we cut to the camping with the disciples on the road to Galilee scene. Right. And I, is, I, I, I couldn't figure this out. Was he supposed to be like following them secretly like Gollum? Do they know that's he was there? Exactly, or was Yeah, he... that's exactly what it is. Okay, so he was Gollum-ing them from behind, mm-hmm. and I guess they figured out that he was there, so Simon comes to bring him some water, 
<laughs> and Clavius just slices the shit out of his shins because uh, he sneaks up behind him, which I thought was awesome. Also, for those who are interested in what a puzzle in a thunderstorm actually is, I will tell you, 12% of it is goleming someone from behind. <laughs> That's 25% of it, guys. If you want to know, you want to know, you now have a quarter of that. Now, if you don't know what goleming someone from behind is, that's not up to, that's, that's we'll have to set up a whole new website for that. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I have to tell all the listeners, if you haven't checked out a puzzle in a thunderstorm.com, you definitely should. It's a, it's not, not a site that we set up, but it's fucking hilarious. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, we'll definitely link it on the, uh, in the description box there. Um, so, Back to Clavius slicing uh, Simon across the shins here. (laughs) I'm not trying to blame the victim here, but why would you sneak up from behind to give water to an armed man that the Roman army is trying to kill? I mean, why not just, yo, Clavius, we know you're there. Are you thirsty? Yeah. All I I could think about was like Homer Simpson jumping out behind him like, Clavius, you want to see my new chainsaw and hockey mask? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry, boy. Ridiculous. But he stabs him, and then Simon's a real bitch about it, too. He's like, oh, you fucking stabbed me, man. We don't know about germs yet. I'm probably going to die of this. (laughs) (laughs) Who's bringing water? And he pours out all his water just to be a dick. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, like you you have the right to be mad here, but you're in a desert, dude. You don't just pour out the fucking water because you're pissed off. But that's okay, because he lets him back to the fire, and they all have some bread together. They have some bread and some laughter together. And what we're supposed to be feeling when they have some bread and laughter is like, man, these people, they've got something special. Like something about the love of Jesus just makes these people like nobody else. But I watched it and was like, yeah, cults are great. Yeah. Cults are great <laughs> right, when you're right. in a cult. It's fine. <laughs> Pass around that same piece time. of bread. I've seen the Jim Jones video. Like everyone's laughing and smiling while they drink the drinks. It doesn't mean it was a good time, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I watched the videos of those guys that cut their nuts off right before they killed themselves to get on that Hale-Bopp spaceship, too. So, uh, <laughs> yay for cults. And then, so the, then we get him the next day that he's walking with Simon. Um, uh, along the world, and he's asking all these logical, data-driven questions. He's like, well, why doesn't he just show himself publicly? And Simon's like, you gonna have to figure that out, baby. And then it cuts to fucking black. No, no, you're totally right. None of this makes any fucking sense. But we're followers. Yeah, he jumps off sense. a bridge. We don't ask questions, because that's virtuous. <laughs> but of course, as they're wandering along, the Roman army catches up so that we can use the suspenseful-sounding music that they paid for. <laughs> right, exactly. And basically, the Roman army finds everywhere except for Lucius Malfoy, or Draco Malfoy, who catches the, like, ravine they're in, mm-hmm. and they have this very weird homoerotic moment where they get their faces very close together, and he's like, look, <laughs> look, you can't tell them that we're here. And he's like, I have to tell you, no, 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 no. Nope. Right. <laughs> here, take your sword. He takes his sword away, and then he gives it back, and he's like, you, you buy. Well, okay, so the, yeah, first of all, the kneeling his way out of the sword thing is a little much. But so, yeah, so Lucius tries to stab him, and he gets the sword, and he pulls the sword to Lucius's throat, and he says, while he's got the sword to his throat, he says, nobody's going to die today. And I'm like, you're sending mixed messages, bro. Yeah, which one of us do I? Now he can just step away from you. At the very least, you're undercutting your own (laughs) throat sword (laughs) thing here. I want to drink it or lean forward and be like, proved you wrong. Also, by the way, the uh, the chase scene itself was kind of ridiculous when they're trying to like it's 
horrible. Like, Clavius sees a sign that says, Hidden Trench on the wood side. <laughs> Guys, down here. And they, like, walk through this hidden trench for no But they don't even walk. They're just, like, spin. He, Clavius does several cartwheels that this seem unnecessary. Yeah. They look like Jay and Silent Bob breaking into the fucking <laughs> yeah. animal yeah. thing. Yeah. Serpentine. <laughs> Serpentine. <laughs> Yeah, if this is the least suspenseful chase scene ever. They're just hiding behind brush and rolling for no reason. Yes, right. shit. The Romans are just walking in the opposite direction. I don't hey, see boss, anything, do you want us to guys. look behind us? No! <laughs> but don't worry, that scene was just bad. The next one is fucking ridiculous. So they wind up at this beach, and they're all hungry... So somebody says, let's all go fishing. And it's as though somebody just suggested keg stands or something like that. Because they're all like <laughs> running out. And first of all, they're just like, oh, here's a spare fishing boat right here. We'll take this one. And then uh, then they go out and fish and they're all fishing. Yay. Hooray. Uh, the yeah. last time I saw characters celebrating this happily was when someone declared gasoline fight in Zoolander 1. That's the only way... <laughs> If you're looking for an image, it's the gasoline fight in Zoolander 1. Well, also not die in a freak gasoline fight accident. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> this is where I wrote down, oh, right, I forgot. This story is boring as fuck. Yeah, awesome. Right, right. So you yeah, have to follow that stupid fucking story for the rest of the movie. Exactly. And that's where the real movie really falls apart is where they uh, have to catch up with the Bible. Um, but I got to say, like, even up to this point, it was basically like, you know, all the walking of Lord of the Rings with none of the action. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it went downhill Spoiler from alert, there. Someone does tackle Jesus into a volcano at the end of this movie. Though, so it is pretty sweet. <laughs> Spoilers. Pretty sweet. Spoilers. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So they're out trying to fish and they can't catch any fish. They do have a little splash fight with Clavius <laughs> at, at yeah. one point. I, I have the exact same thing in my notes as you. All caps. Splash fight! <laughs> You have more exclamation yeah. marks than my. I me, think though. someone's ticklish. Who's <laughs> a tickle monster? Don't, don't, I'll stab you right in the leg. I'll stab you right, <laughs> right. in the leg. Get oh off. my god! Oh my god! I fell over into your lap, and we've locked eyes. <laughs> so now, I just want to point out to everyone that what we're discussing here is the fact that they found a way to make a scene of eleven men on a boat that's meant for five gay. Yeah. <laughs> like it was gay for that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so and oh, and then we get another little little homophone joke here. He says they can't catch any fish. And he's like, well, let's just sleep until the sun awakens us, son, <laughs> son. <laughs> so, uh oh, what's going to happen here? But it's so, not Jesus. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that's I wrote my note the following <laughs> exactly. morning. They see Jesus Wan Kenobi wandering the beach, half fucking savior, half Jawa. Right. <laughs> And he literally goes, try the right side of the boat, and they do, and they've caught nothing, and so they try the right side of the boat, and they catch 84,000 pounds of fish immediately. <laughs> right. So, like, Jesus' first miracle in this movie, just to be clear, is try that side. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, and also he's genociding a fucking bunch of fish, because, like, look, this is a guy that can multiply fish. He only needed to kill one. Right? Well, I mean, couldn't they just get it. one fucking fish, take it to the... It's like when you add time travel, when you have fish multiplication powers in your story, you really have to think that shit through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the big hole in this plot. Yeah, other than that, it really made sense. So now they're all sitting on the beach having fish with Jesus, just like... And, I, and I'm writing in my notes, hey, this is the last appearance of Jesus, guys. We're almost done here. Yeah. 
And there's a lot of touching. Like, they're always grasping knees and thighs and hands. It's just <laughs> real gay. It's real. And it's not the fun kind of gay. It's not like, ooh, maybe I can do this forever. No more Tinder for me. Grinder's my choice now. It's not that kind of gay. It's just, it's just like everybody start fucking or stop touching each other. <laughs> it's like also, meeting Greek men, you know? It's just like, are we fucking? Get off. Get off if we're not going to fuck. Get on if we're going to fuck. Get on if we're gonna, but if we're not gonna, you're creeping me out. I also just want to put a quick pin in this conversation. So Clavius is talking to one of the, I don't know which one, he's talking to one of the apostles, and he says, did you really believe that Jesus would come back? And he says, no, we doubted. And he's like, well, then why did you follow? And he's like, well, I don't know. Just want to put a pin in that, (laughs) because after that, we get the Jesus healing the leper scene, right? (sighs) So we see an old lady, she's beating up this leper. Get away from me, get away from me. Um, and he, Jesus walks over with a fish, and one of the disciples actually goes, oh, I think he's going to do it. Like Jesus <laughs> is about to throw down his catchphrase or something. <laughs> oh, he's going to say it! it! <laughs> he's like the friend who knows capoeira, and you hear a drum, <laughs> right. and you're like, go on, Alan, do it. You're going to do a cartwheel spin thing. Just do a cartwheel spin thing, noodles. Just do what you're going to do, Brian. <laughs> so so then Jesus gives the guy a fish and he hugs him and he says, do you believe? Do you have faith? And it's like, are you not going to heal me if I don't, you jackass? So so Jesus heals the leper. The leper seems very nonplussed by this. Very much. He looks like Andre the Giant as he walks away. <laughs> just turns around and he's like, okay, bye. Yeah, he's not like, holy fucking shit, I had leprosy. He's just like, no. <laughs> that was nice of you. I just wrote, sloth love Yeshua. <laughs> Baby Ruth. <laughs> so, so, but now after this happens, the guy that Clavius was talking to turns to him and he goes, that's why we follow. And I'm like, okay, but that's the right answer though. Like, uh, why do you follow him? Cause I saw him heal lepers and shit. Not, you know, oh, I don't know. You know, because if you tell people, well, you know, you hire, uh, heal blind people and lepers, they'd be go, oh, I get it. I see why you follow him now. Oh, Bam. Yeah, it's yeah, done. Sure. The fuck? Also, just want to throw this out there. This movie has the exact same plot at this point as Point Break, the surf movie. <laughs> the s- <laughs> oh, at this point. <laughs> it is the exact same. They get the beach. They have the activity. Like, it's, it's, we're, it's moment for moment, point break. 100% oh, pure adrenaline. At some point, he's going to fire an arrow up in the air and go, R. I know he is. Um, so, yeah, so then, uh, he heals the leper, and, and that's why they believe in everything, and I'm writing in my notes, 90 minutes, guys. Right. Something's definitely going to happen eventually. I can feel it. But no, instead, Jesus <sighs> takes Simon off to chat, see if he's got any nard cream left, you know. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, and then, of course, we get the Clavius chatting with Jesus that night scene. Right. And Jesus gives a bunch of great advice that Jesus would never give anybody. <laughs> right. Yep. This is the least, again, I said one of the big things about this movie that makes it a good movie is that they don't rely on the whole what Jesus said and did thing. And this is basically him just being like, so what's going on, Clavius? Like, what's bothering you? And Clavius is like, I don't know, man. I just, and he's like, don't you seek for a day without death? And Clavius is like, yeah, man. That'd be nice. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and instead of him being like, lay his head down before me that does not follow me. Follow the old laws. He's like, you go to sleep, champ. I'm going to go rest. I'm going to go make s'mores so everyone can have breakfast s'mores. <laughs> 
Jesus the trail angel. You know I uh I helped torture and kill you, right? Ah it's no biggie, old so and so nose honk. And, and Clavius is like he's sitting there, he's talking to what now he understands to be God, and he's like, I don't even know what to ask. Let's let's start with testicles. Is that the most aesthetically pleasing thing you guys could come up with? Was <laughs> testicles? You didn't have I mean, I would have so many good fucking questions. Did you ever think maybe not flesh eating bacteria? Was that ever on the fucking table at any point? Not flesh eating why can't gay people have wedding cakes? Does your dad really need four eyeball monsters singing his praises twenty four hours a day? Is it when you got one eyeball monster? Isn't that enough for everybody? But instead he asked What did Bill Murray say to that lady? In the movie. <laughs> That's my question. Look, you had your questions. You got to list your questions. I get to ask mine. I want to know what he said to ScarJo. <laughs> you should do a um, movie where you show everyone your tits. <laughs> <laughs> you can see why they cut it out now. Oh, it'd be so disappointing. But instead, the best question he can come up with is... um. Yeah, uh, never mind. I could I couldn't think of anything. I knew I had something. It'll occur to me later or whatever. That's basically all we got. But then he's like, he's like, it's all so hard to believe. And Jesus is like, well, think about how much more full of shit this is going to seem like to everybody who didn't see it. You know, everybody except for the eleven people who are sitting right here turns to the camera and winks. <laughs> yeah, you guys they get were. It. You know. This was the most like, hmm. It's going to be a lot harder to believe this movie. And I was like, yeah, it's really hard to believe Hellboy 2 unless you watch Hellboy 2 and assume that it really happened. Well, I'm telling you, sister kills herself and it kills the brother. I was there. Makes perfect sense. And then they wake up the next day and wouldn't you know it, Jesus is gone and just to reinforce the all the apostles were stupid narrative that they tell in the Bible, they all just like start yelling, Yeshua! Yeshua! All the oxen free! Where you at, man? Like, dude, you, like, he's been disappearing and reappearing ever since, like, he died. I mean, you don't, you don't think, oh, I guess he... Right, but they're all screaming like he's a little boy lost at the mall. They're all like, yeah. Daniel! Daniel! I left him by the food court! <laughs> <laughs> and he's just right there. He's like four paces behind them. Everyone looked, no one yeah. looked in a full 360 degree circle before they started screaming like they were having their balls shocked. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, because Jesus is just kind of wandering away and then he gives this little long distance monologue, which is kind of weird because he's standing way far away from, but he's not talking very loud. And basically, let me paraphrase the entire monologue Jesus gives, and this is biblical. Basically, he says, never shut up about how awesome I am. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much his final message. And then he gets, he rises bodily into heaven or gets nuked. I can't really tell. Uh, yeah, he yeah. bursts into ash. He explodes yeah. into ash. He very clearly explodes into ash because stuff comes flying in everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I wanted them to all react like Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds. Like, what's that all over you, Dad? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> he gets vaporized in a dandelion explosion. <laughs> It's adorable. It's like Walter Sobchak trying to bury Donnie at sea. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then, uh, of course, in my next note was, we're done now, right? <laughs> we have earned the credits, right? <laughs> but not uh, quite. Not quite. Oh, we got to have a, uh, a bye-bye party where yeah. basically he says goodbye to Simon and he's like, hey, what are you up to? And he's like, eh, you know me. I'm a fisher of men. And I was like, oh, I feel you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, hug. this whole thing has like the uh, the feeling of the end of a two day ecstasy party. Everybody's gathered. Oh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> We're gonna stay in touch, man. We are. 
We're going to stay in touch. We're going to do this every this single year. <laughs> never see those people again. They're just hanging out on the... What the fuck is happening? Are they about to have, like, break out a cooler of Pepsi and have a dance party or something? Like, Coldplay is going to come out? That would have made just as much sense as this, uh, as the actual ending. We Oh, no, that would have been so much cooler. We could have had, like, a Bollywood ending. It would have yeah, been fucking awesome. Go. So Simon says goodbye to Clavius, but not before showing him some leg. Right? Mm-hmm. He hikes up his skirt and he shows the scars on his I'll shins. I'll always says, remember oh, you because you yeah. stabbed me, you asshole. Bye. Also, and then he gives him the whole, like, you should join us, Clavius, and tell people of what you have seen and how awesome Jesus is. And I'm like, Christianity, there was a never a time when these fuckers weren't pushy. <laughs> <laughs> not once, not a moment in history. No. <laughs> the moment that Jesus guy left, everyone was like, you know, you really should dedicate your whole life <laughs> to telling everyone about that sort of interesting weekend you had. All right, fine. <laughs> Thank with you. The, with no, the thank twins. you. Leave out the twins, though. Leave out the twins thing. Yeah. <laughs> Way more impressive. Um, and now we have to have this little weird wrap up scene with Pontius Pilate that means nothing. You know, Torpus shows up to tell him that, uh, they didn't catch Clavius. And of course he goes, well, I'm sure we'll never hear from them again. Wink at camera. <laughs> it's not like our empire is going to fall. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> exactly like the final scene of Point Break. Just throwing I don't know, man. He disappeared into the waves. Oh, all right. Chief. I was like, Keanu? It's literally moment for moment. This movie is point break. I got to go back and watch it again with that in mind. I think I'll yeah. like it a lot more. Jesus would go. Yeah. So now we end up back where we started. We're back at the inn where apparently he's been telling this poor guy who just wanted to talk about the weather this entire fucking movie worth of a story. And he's done now. Uh, pays for his soup with his tribute ring. And the innkeeper asks, well, do you believe all of that stuff that you just fucking told me? And and of course, that's just to set him up with this line at the end. He goes, I believe I can never be the same. And that's it. That's the closing line of the movie. So the message of this movie is faith equals having it proven to you empirically beyond a reasonable <laughs> doubt. Because of fucking course, Clavius believes if fucking Jesus showed up and I met the dude and hung out with him and watched him do fucking miracles, I'd believe too, you jackasses. <laughs> Fucking dumbass movie. And uh, by the way, his herpes have herpes now. They his do. Oral herpes have genital herpes. <laughs> it, 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 he talks. I hear crab scuttling. Like it's it's disgusting. <laughs> so distracting. <laughs> now I, I have to be honest. I feel a little disingenuous using the same like you know how many of your testicles would you saw off with a pumpkin carver rather than watch this movie again type of thing uh, on this particular movie so rather than something like that i want to embrace this new not completely sucking trend in christian cinema and i'm hoping that you guys can help so i want to ask what is your ideal gritty jesus reboot film heath huh all right uh well i'm thinking jesus needs to expand his chops a little so Maybe another remake of The Birdcage, and he's dating Nathan Lane. It's Jesus and Nathan Lane, something like that. <laughs> oh, I'm into it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Brokeback Mount Sinai, something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're looking for a new bottom, right? They lost their bottom. Oh, fuck. He'd be perfect. <laughs> see, I just want to see the gritty Jesus reboot of The Book of Mormon, right? Where he shows up and he talks to the angels in, in the United States, and then all of a sudden he punishes all the Native Americans for being too black or something and turns their <laughs> skin red. I want to see the gritty reboot of that, where everyone's just wiping with their hand and has wet coughs all the time. 
Come on, billionaire money. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash god awful movies. Let's make it happen, people. It's forward slash god awful. Um, and uh, I guess that is going to do it for our review of Risen, but that's not going to do it for our episode quite yet because apparently those aren't all the Christian movies. And I said to Eli after we watched this, I'm like, Eli, we need something really, really bad next week. And holy shit, did he deliver? Tell us, sir, what is on deck? <laughs> if footmen tire you, what will horses do? Oh, <laughs> my God. I, I, okay, so I watched the preview. It's better than it sounds. We were like nine minutes uh, late to record because Heath and I watched the preview right before we were supposed to record and needed nine minutes to recover. I showed it to my wife and I shit you not, if I had taken the video of her face watching that and then I'd made her watch Two Girls, One Cup, you <laughs> wouldn't have been able to tell which was which by her reaction. The preview for this is the most insane two minutes I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, you gotta... the the Talking about this movie... So here, here's what I will say about this movie. This movie is made as an anti-communism, like, exploitation film, and mm -hmm. the solution for cr communism is Christianity, and the only other thing you need to know is that you should watch the trailer for this film. We, watch, yeah, I, just anything, watch it. Anything we say... <laughs> Would, would, would <laughs> undercut the true insanity of that preview. Um, that too will, of course, be linked in the, uh, in the description box. And, and like, I, it, honestly, like, if we, if you're one of those people that watches along with us and we made you suffer through this relatively good movie, we are gonna make up for it. It's on week. YouTube. It's free. You have no excuse. And it's only an hour long, too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you absolutely have no excuse. And, uh, and footmen do tire me, so I cannot wait <laughs> to find out what horses are going to do. I cannot wait. <sighs> so, with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 28 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the link on the show notes to this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Wow. Jesus remained dead. Still waiting. After 40 days and 40 nights, Stephen, the messenger, finally hunted down Caius and told him Pontius wanted to see him. Mary got the clap. <laughs> <laughs> must, have, must have had Claudius going down on her at the time. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, Cl not Claudius, Clavius. Drunk guy kicks open a stall and pukes in your lap. You know, the guy was just drunk and was puking. But, but the fact that he punches you out afterwards, that makes it seem like he was holding the puke till he got to you. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he got into a frat because of that or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm completely lost. You're uh, talking. It's okay. You go ahead. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I failed super hard. <laughs> Sometimes you swing and you miss hard. <laughs>
Why to... can't we just keep talking? <laughs> I, I was just kind of lost as to where I was, but uh, this stop been... asking me to clarify my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize she got nominated. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now it makes perfect sense. So, <laughs> edit point. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Now we start. 